All right, Steve, here we are, last break of the day. You know, uh, <laughs> these days, yeah. I tell you. My closing yeah. remarks have just been off the top of my head and because I have so much to think about and mm-hmm. say. And this is all I want to say in closing today. I hope that the one of that one of the things that comes out of all of this pulling back the curtain on racism, finally people seeing the videos that we see and seeing what we see in them. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm hoping comes out of this that I think would be the easiest to do is simply duplicate the laws that we have for civilians and put them in place for our policemen. It only makes sense. It's the law that we have to obey. Why shouldn't it be the law that they have to obey? Mandatory sentencing for police officers who break civil laws. It seems so easy to me. It's almost to me a no-brainer. And I think, and I, I don't know how to get it done, but I'm, I'm gonna do my best to make my voice heard on this issue because this is an important issue. If police officers were held to the same accountability as us civilians, that would that would that would register in such a big way. Example, I'm a black man, Junior and Tommy. Okay, we're here today as black men. We know that if we shoot somebody unarmed, we already know we're going to jail. We're done. We're done. And Lord have mercy if we shoot a white person. We're going to get the maximum sentence. We know this. Every black person know this. It's called mandatory sentencing, and we're going to get the maximum We've had to deal with that since we got here. The maximum penalty is always administered to people of color. So let me say this. If a white person kills another white person, they know if that white person was unarmed, that white person for killing the other white person is going to probably do some time. Because we have laws in this country. So all I'm saying is, why not have those same laws just apply to the people who are sworn to serve and protect and uphold that very law? See, you can't have these people in a position to administer and uphold the law and have the ability to break it at the same time. This is not the way of justice. And let me say this. Somebody pointed this out to me that made so much sense. Matter of fact, it was Kimberly Jones. It takes longer to get a barber's license than it does to become a police officer. And all you're doing is cutting somebody hair. You get a a badge. You get a can of mace. You get a baton. You get handcuffs and you get a lethal weapon and you can become a police officer before you can become a barber. What? Are you kidding me? So the things that have to happen, what should have happened in this bill that this president signed was we have to have our police officers in training longer. 
we have to intensify the black, the, excuse me, we have to intensify the background check. And then once you become a police officer and you take the oath to serve and protect, you also have to take an oath with your right hand that you are going to obey the law. If you break the law, you have mandatory sentencing just like a civilian. If your partner does not show any way of stopping you or fixes his police report to 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 say what you wanted to say so you can appear to be a little bit more innocent, then that's called aiding and abetting. He does time for that too. See, this is not a stretch. We're not asking you to make police officers be something else, but because you go to an academy for 21 weeks and you get a badge, a gun, some mace, a stick, and some cuffs does not give you the power to decide if I die today. You don't have the right to decide if I die today because my skin color don't match yours. And you have this feeling of superiority that you have the right to be more than I am because you are white. Them days is done. Them days is done. And my hat off to these young lions that's out here roaring. Hats off to you. Keep demonstrating. Keep protesting. I'm starting to feel less and less about these buildings just like you feel less and less about these lives. Wow. Thank you, Steve. Amen, brother. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, Steve, don't forget something very special uh, tomorrow, or kicks off today, I should say, your mentoring cap for young men. Um, you're having to do it virtually this year. From 10 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., you have Manhood 101. Uh, this is where you open up the 2020 mentoring camp with dialogue. You do a Q&A with our young men, and everybody looks forward to that. And uh, this is going to be a great one, another great mentoring camp. And you always and we had to do it, of course, Mm -hmm. Zoom and virtual because we can't bring 300 boys and put them in bunks two feet apart. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. just just couldn't do it this year. But we have some great sponsors and thank all of our sponsors for hanging with us and understand this is a 2020 is different. Yeah, it is. It's different. Thank you, Steve. And thank thank all y'all for y'all support for the Steve and Marjorie Harvey. Uh, foundation. We in the changing young people's lives business, and we're gonna do that in spite of what the country's doing. You're just gonna keep it going. Thank you. Thank Amen. You. Amen. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 